Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Success Insight podcast. Today's episode is another installment in our Side Hustle Saturday series. Now, many of us have part-time and full-time jobs that we go to each week. There are individuals, though, who are undertaking another type of pursuit to earn money outside of their main career focus. Broadly speaking, this is called a side hustle. With that context in mind, it's a pleasure to introduce you to Milo Shapiro. Milo is the improv guy, a motivational speaker, team builder, and public speaking coach. Milo, welcome to the Success Insight Podcast and Side Hustle Saturday. Thanks. Really happy to be here. Now, for our listeners, give you a little context. I know Milo through an association out in beautiful San Diego. I'm envious right off the bat because he lives in San Diego. Well, (laughs) I do live in Las Vegas, so the weather is nice out here as well. As we were attending our last meeting, which was this prior Monday, Milo shared something with our members, and it was all of a sudden this light bulb went off in my mind. It's like, this is a perfect episode for our Side Hustle Saturday series. With that little context in mind, again, it's a pleasure to introduce you to Milo Shapiro. Milo, welcome. Thanks. Good to be here. Milo, before we get into your side hustle, Mm -hmm. if you could share with our listeners a little bit about you and your work and kind of how we got to where we are today before the side hustle. I was just an IT guy. That's what I spent my four years in college studying, and I was day in, day out in a cubicle. But my real passion, I discovered a couple of years into being a computer programmer, was improvisation. I started taking classes and classes led to troops and troops led to me teaching improv and and traveling the West Coast and into Canada to learn more about improv and just fell in love with improv. In the late 90s, maybe like 96, 97, when websites started to be this thing, hey, there's these things called websites where you can learn about stuff. Somebody brought me a piece of paper with a URL on it, and I probably didn't know it was called a URL then, about a company on the East Coast, I think Maryland, I'm not sure, but somewhere on the East Coast, that was using improv for team building events. And I went to their website, and I was like, oh, that game is good for listening skills. Yeah, that game is good for building on each other's ideas. Oh, that game's not so good for that. I would, What I would do if I was running this, and I kept a little list on a piece of paper of if I ever did a team building event with improv, what would I do? And I just put it in a drawer because I wasn't going to have the guts to quit my job. Well, three years later, the corporation offered voluntary separation packages to a quarter of the people. And I thought, I have that piece of paper in my desk. I've always thought I wanted to do this. And if I don't, I'll always wonder what if I had. So I accepted the package and I started my company, Improv Ventures, doing team building events using improv games. And out of the hundreds of games I know, I picked ones that were simple enough for beginners but that also brought out lessons about how we work with each other in the work environment so people could say, huh, that's what happens in our staff meetings. Or my client pulled that crap on me last week, and we end up talking about what we learned from the games through that. So that was the team building. And then people at the team building events kept saying, you need to do this with bigger groups, not just like you know, 20, 25 people, but like 300, like a motivational speaker. So I got involved with the National Speakers Association, learned more about the industry of speaking and what's involved, and that keynotes can be very interactive, and developed a program where half the time I'm talking and half the time I'm leading the whole audience in pairs. So if there's 300 people, that's 150 pairs playing these games. And then the last part that came out of it, which has 
turned out to be the biggest part of my business is after a few years of speaking, I got people coming up to me at the ends of my speeches saying, I really like the way you use your PowerPoint very differently and the way you tell stories and how you incorporated humor. Hey, would you be willing to work with me on my speaking skills? And I, I said no a few times, but when the seventh person asked me, I thought, oh, I'm missing out here. Then you know. And that, then you know. And yeah. Exactly. So that's when I started the part of my business. I thought it was just going to be a little thing. And again, it's probably 70% of my business now as a public speaking coach. And I've written books on public speaking and I've worked with hundreds of people to make them feel more prepared, polished and powerful whenever they have a reason to speak. So that is the main business before we ever get to the side hustle. All right. I, I am curious. Uh, one question as a sure. as a recovering IT business guy myself, <laughs> uh, I, I always say I'm a recovering IT business consultant. When did you first think about or what was that spark, that insight in the moment that there's this whole area that I'm interested in of improv? Was there an event or just something crossed your path? What was that moment of insight? As I mentioned, because I'm a public speaking coach, it wasn't just totally out of left field. I did have some training, and that came okay. from Toastmasters. Oh, okay. And I belonged to two different Toastmaster clubs, which I joined not because I had a real interest in speaking. I mean, I was an IT guy. I didn't need to speak. It was just something to do with my lunch hours when I was new to California and didn't have any friends. Twice a week, I would go downstairs in this big complex and, and meet with the people in Toastmasters. And I joined a third club called Laugh Masters which was speaking with an emphasis on humor. And that was fun. That was once a month, uh, Tuesday night, I think. And they always had a guest speaker on humor or a humorist. Well, one month, instead of a guest speaker, this would have been in 1989, they brought in an improv troupe. Well, I'd never heard of improv before. This is before any of whose line is it anyway type stuff was, was common knowledge. And I watched these people doing improv. And I think my jaw must have been open the entire hour because I just found myself thinking, I'm supposed to be doing that. That that is that's my kind of stuff. That's me up there. And so I, I sheepishly approached one of the people afterwards, kind of starstruck. Now, kind of seems funny to me because I know who she is. And I said, "Hey, how does someone learn to do that?" She said, "Oh, we're not even really a troupe. We're just a class. We were excited somebody let us do a performance in front of a group of people. You ought to call our teacher." And so I called up Jackie and she had a drop-in class where anyone could come before signing up for an actual class. I took a few of those drop-ins. And when this class is started up again in the fall, she said, you do not belong in my beginner's class. You do not need to come out of your shell. I'm putting you in my advanced beginner class. And I met some people there that led to my first troop. So I think that night was the big aha for me. But I still never dreamed I would quit my job for it 11 years later. Quitting our job. For myself growing up, you never did that. No. You might have hated your job, but you never quit it. And I think it's fortunate that opportunity was actually placed right on your table in front of you. Yeah. We're letting people go. Here's an opportunity. And you took it in the rest is history in that respect. It was a mixed blessing in that it would have been so much easier if they had just fired me. Yeah. I would have been, oh, just don't make, but to have to make that choice. Am I going to walk away from nearly six figures to go do something that could easily never take off? Right. But if I'd been fired, it would have been like, well, as long as I'm fired before I send out my resume, let's try this. It was one of the toughest things I've ever gone through is the emotional turmoil of, do I accept this or not? Okay. Let's start to navigate into the side hustle. I guess the best way to tee it up, I mean, how did this interest for your side hustle, where did this artistic flair come from? 
shortly before I left my job, because I gave six months notice when I took that package. So I was working and, and getting things going in those six months. I realized I was going to have to have a website. And it was still something of a novelty in 2000. Not every company had a website, but I knew I had to have one. And I also knew I had no budget to hire someone. So I thought, I've got an IT background. I bet I can figure out how to use something like this Microsoft front page and, and create something. Because websites were pretty you know, simple back then. The buttons were pre-made for you and everything. What I discovered pretty quickly is as soon as you decide you want a website, you need photos on them. Because all text websites, even then, look pretty bad. So I was like, I need a photo here of this. Oh, I have a photo that looks kind of like that, but the colors are wrong for that page. Or, or I wish that person was with that person. I could put them together. And I thought, you know what? Before I developed this website, maybe I could teach myself Photoshop. Because the people I knew who used it were having a lot of fun with it. So I got Photoshop and delved into it and just fell in love with it. I, I never learned to love doing websites. I, I did it. It was a, a matter of necessity. But the photos part, I found I really enjoyed. And the first big one I did for the site was something I alluded to a minute ago. I needed a group of people who were playing a game. I had two people who were playing the game, but you couldn't see the people on the other side because that side was dark. You only saw one of the two lines. So I took two people from that side and another person and flipped them around and put them together. And I made it look like those three people were playing the game. And I'm still using that photo many, many years later, somewhere on my website. I forget exactly where it appears. But to be able to show three people playing that game. And I was like, what else can I do? This is fun. And I started doing all kinds of things to just make things just the way I wanted in the pictures. And then more fun and playful things. I have about a picture where it looked like I was jumping up and doing a big split in the air. Well, I can't do a big split up in the air, but I could put two feet on two different poles on a staircase and then Photoshop out the staircase and the poles. And it makes it look like I was flying through the air. Oh my God, you were cheating. You were cheating. I was totally cheating. Yes, Photoshop is all about cheating. The only thing I can't cheat right now is I can't use that photo anymore because no one would believe I was that young. So, uh, Although there was at one point I was in another shot where I was pointing up in the air. I liked that shot and I replaced my head years later so I wouldn't have to redo the shot. I just put an older looking bee on it. But now I'm too old to even look like him. See, now, Milo, I've got to go back to your website to start looking at all your pictures. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, and by the way, before I forget, mm -hmm. that one picture that you just described that you said mm -hmm. it's somewhere up on the website – and even the one you shared with us at our, our meeting on Monday, if you're open to it, perhaps you're not, but perhaps it's your own picture, perhaps, is I'd mm -hmm. like to share it with our show notes when we publish sure. this episode, because that'll give people an idea of some of the work that you did. I think I'd be, if you wouldn't mind, that'd be wonderful. I wouldn't mind. What I may or may not be able to find is the before shot in that case okay. of what it looked like on the staircase or what it looked like with the, I will see if I can find them for you, but I can certainly share the after. They may not be on my new site. I did finally give up on being my own webmaster about a year and a half so ago. you're a smart man. Yeah. And I think she wanted more professional looking pictures than some of those, not because uh -huh. the Photoshop wasn't good, but she just wanted sharper looking images. Okay. They were old. So now you've started to, you have this interest, you're kind of learning the tool, you're manipulating pictures. How did this then start to evolve into a side hustle? One of my friends, I'm going to change her name. I'll call her Joan. Okay. Joan contacted me one day. She said, hey, I know you've been doing stuff on your website because I shared with her some of what I did and some of the cleverness. And she's like, can you also do things like get rid of wrinkles and, <laughs> and, 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 a, and a zit? And I was like, yeah, that would probably be easier than the stuff I've been doing. She said, I have a picture of me that I really like, except – it made me look older. I got a good smile in there, but my skin just doesn't look. Can you maybe do something with it? I'll pay you. And I was like, uh, 
yeah, sure, send it over to me. So she sent it over and I worked on it for a little while. And I sent it back. I said, what do you think? She's like, I think it looks like I want to look. Oh my gosh. And it was unfortunate. She didn't have as many lines as that picture made it look like she did. So it wasn't as big of a fake. So she could get away with using that picture for a couple more years. Then she sent me one that said, hey, there's a shot. Here's a shot of my daughter and me and my mom. But there's a bunch of little things I don't like. And there's a car in the background that I don't know. It doesn't look good. And the lawn looks kind of dead. And my mom just I met her mom. It wasn't a flattering shot of her mom. She's like, can you do something? And there's a glare on mom's glasses too and all these things. And we made it into a, a really nice shot. So she said, I'm going to send some other people your way because I know a lot of women who, who want to look better in their pictures, who their hair looks too thin or the too many crow's feet. And it all started, the whole thing started with just women who want to look better in their pictures, specifically women. And finally, she said, you need to put up a little website as long as you know how to make websites and come up with a name for this. Make it a little side business for yourself. So I figured, why not? And then you know, Google happened or Yahoo maybe back then or whatever it was. And I started to get inquiries from strangers wanting things done. So I started expanding the website. I started promoting it more when Facebook finally came out in 06, 07. You know, I talked it up more there. But initially, it was mostly word of mouth that I was doing this it kind of caught on and it's been just like this nice little, like you, I, I like the way you worded it as a side hustle for many years until this past year when it was life-saving because my main business didn't have a great year. And yet during that same time, when people were locked up in their homes, they started going through the boxes of photos. They started noticing the pictures on their walls because they were sitting around more. That shot's faded. Gosh, I wish this didn't have a stain on it. What a shame someone crumpled up this picture or, or whatever, whatever it is. And so my business in freshenyourphoto.com doubled this year while everything else didn't disappear, but it wasn't a good year. So it really made a huge difference this past year. And how much time do you... Typically, I mean, again, with COVID, this has been an unusual year. So you've ramped it up, this business, fresh in your photo. Yeah. How much time would you say you would devote to a, a project? And maybe there's, you know, a scale of, you know, easy, moderate and difficult. But sure. Because uh, I, I would imagine with a side hustle, you have to gauge how much time do I want to invest in this side hustle and be able to do my full-time J-O-B and also have a life? Yeah. How did you start to dial that in so you're spending as much time as you want out of choice versus it getting out of hand? There's so many things in there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back around to the time based on the other things you said. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I love about this is I have complete control over my time on this. In many cases, I never meet the client if I can explain to them how to scan at the right resolution because so many darn scanners are set to 72 by default. So I have to walk them through how to do it. But I've gotten photos from all over the world where I've never met the people and people two miles away who are like, no, I can scan this and email it to you, save them a trip and looking for parking and all of that. So it's very much my own time. I have this year done a lot of photo editing while I've been on Zoom calls, not calls like this because I need to be able to see you, but calls where you know there's a speaker and 40 people and I can have that off to one side while I'm just colorizing a black and white shot. It's kind of my doodling to work on this. Some things are more intensive, but some things are kind of like doodling. Okay. But it's also, yes, some projects are extremely time consuming and some are five to 10 minutes. It depends on what it is. When people call me, they always want to ask the question, so about how much will this job cost? And the analogy I always have to say to them is, 
if you were a mechanic and I called you up from the side of the road and said, I just had an accident, can you just give me a rough idea what it's going to cost? Of course, you're going to say, I need to see the car. Right. I need to see the photo. I'm not trying to dodge the question, but but sometimes people really do push me. They're like, can you just give me some idea before I you know, go to all the trouble of scanning it? It's not that big a deal, but I'll go to all the trouble of scanning and saying it's you. All I can say to them is I've done $15 jobs and I've done $400 jobs. It's all about how many hours I'm going to spend on it. There was, right. there was one there where it was stuck to the glass and stained because someone spilt a drink on the broken glass. We had to scan it through the broken glass, which had scotch tape from the 60s, which of course had yellowed because it was that old kind of tape. To make it matters worse through all of that, all of the people in the broken picture were wearing stripes. The only thing worse than stripes is plaid, but stripes are no fun either because you've got to make everything line up perfectly as you're fixing it. A white shirt's a lot easier to fix than a striped shirt. So that was a huge job. And I've had other people come to me and by the time we're off the phone, I'm done with the job. <laughs> so it's you know, it's really hard to quote a price, but I, I would say sure. the, the least I've ever spent on a job is five to 10. And the most I've ever spent on a job is probably six, seven hours. Sure. When you began doing the freshening up the photos for your clients, no matter what the job is, the the project, let's call them projects. And let's say before COVID, Mm -hmm. because right now, you know, with the other parts of your business kind of stalling, they're not dried up, but they're just stalling. It'll change. And it's picking up again. Thank goodness. It's picking up. When you were, when it was truly the side hustle, what did you do with your earnings from that side hustle. How did you reward yourself for yeah, making a little money here? I rewarded myself by paying rent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there weren't a lot. You know, it wasn't just because of the fact there was a side hustle. It was because it was COVID times. The things that I would do to normally treat myself, like tickets to a show or really enjoying a nicer restaurant than a takeout place, I just couldn't do any of those things. So it wasn't a whole lot of motivation to treat myself this year. So today you're paying your rent with the, with yeah. this, but and I never wasn't. Okay. So before, but before it was kind of going to contribute to your rent. Yeah. I mean, I was, okay. I was holding the fourth down through freshening your photo this year more. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was curious because with like LinkedIn, you know, and I get it. Does somebody, can you help me with LinkedIn? How much does it cost? Well, I need to see your profile. Yeah. I need to, do you want me to do it or do you want me to help you do it? You have to kind of gauge what the, what the real true need is. Where do you see yourself going with Fresh in Your Photos and the side hustle? I mean, it's, it's, it's taken on a, a more importance this year because of our circumstances. Uh, how do you see this side hustle evolving for you, if at all? I hope because I enjoy it. It's not just, well, this is another thing I could do. I really do enjoy it. It's my artistry. I hope that as my business increases, again, I start doing more public speaking coaching because people are actually, that's when people are starting to realize they need coaching for Zoom too, not just for live. So hopefully there'll be more coaching even, even before we get live again. But as more and more business starts to come back to back where I was in January and February, where I had a fairly full calendar, I still can't see myself not having time to take on a few jobs. I could do one, probably an extra one a day on top of my job. If two or three came in, I might have to save them for the weekends. But, you know, when you really enjoy doing something, I don't care if I spend half my Saturday doing this because I love doing it. Okay. Well, in that spirit, Milo, if our listeners would like to learn more about you 
and your work and especially, you know, freshen your photos. It's not plural. This, uh, since you keep saying that, it's freshen uh, your photo. Uh, <laughs> because that's the website. So I definitely want to make people not to get that S on their hand. Photo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, good thing I'm going to put the backlinks to freshenyourphoto.com on the website. And I should probably buy that URL and forward it because it's going to happen sooner or later. You probably should. Now I'm not going to edit that S out, but you're going to, you're going to get what you're going to get. Now, everyone but, will remember it if they heard this. Uh, so there you sure, go. But happy to share. So if you're interested in the stuff I was talking about with improv for team building or a motivational speaker who gets the whole audience playing, that's at my main website, miloshapiro.com. And you can find out about my coaching there too, but it's a little harder to find. So I have a website homepage specifically about public speaking coaching, anyone who wants to be better at speaking. And that's publicdynamics.com. And last, if you do have photos that are faded, stained, torn, you have a place pieces that were missing people are like how did you create that very slowly and carefully but i can create things that weren't there or if there's just things you want to change about it like taking an ex-husband out of a photo that's at freshenyourphoto.com and the contact information is there on that on those sites fantastic well and by the way i did notice astutely that public dynamics has an s at the end so very good all right all right <laughs> Okay, so my excuse is I've been looking at that. But uh, in any case, Milo, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on Success Insight Podcast and uh, this installment of Side Hustle Saturday. And once again, if you can pick maybe a couple shots out that we can put on our main webpage, I think our listeners who come to the webpage to view the podcast would enjoy seeing some of your work. And uh, most definitely will provide the, the backlinks to all of your sites. Happy to do that. And I just redid the homepage because I got a request for that. So if you go to freshenyourphoto.com, there's a video that shows old photos. But if you keep scrolling down, there's just a whole bunch of before and afters that show even things that didn't have damage going from black and white to color because I colorize. That's all on the homepage as of a week ago. Fantastic. And, you know, by the way, I would imagine you've heard of Canva before. Yeah. And so we use Canva a lot for our LinkedIn work, and I could see some of the opportunities to use your service to help the LinkedIn user create a really phenomenal banner if they didn't want to go out to Canva as well. Because I, I love in banners having like, imagine you up on a stage talking to the audience and you probably have a couple pictures here and there you can use. And with your expertise, you could probably... You know. Oh, yeah. I, 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 that is my go, please go to my LinkedIn page. I'm the only Milo Shapiro, I think, is it's a weird combination of a Greek first name and a Jewish last name. But I'm not hard to find if there is another one out there. And you'll see I, I absolutely Photoshop my Facebook and my LinkedIn banners because it, once you can, why wouldn't you? Of course. In fact, I will have to talk afterwards because I think there's perhaps <laughs> some other uh, opportunities for both of us. And words, putting words on there. Yes, you want to have words that are big letters up there, not just images, so that people get immediately that impact of what you do. Uh, exactly. Milo, thank you again. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day and joining us on Success Inside Podcast. Thanks for having me, Howard. All right, folks, we've just been chatting with Milo Shapiro. He is a improv guy, a public speaker, motivational speaker, team builder, coach, and he has a really interesting side hustle. He is editing and restoring pictures, and I've seen some of the, his work. It is amazing. So you do have to check him out at 
freshenyourphoto.com. Also do check out his professional pages, miloshapiro.com and thepublicdynamics.com for his public speaking work. And of course, we're going to provide all the backlinks on our webpage, successinsightpodcast.com. So folks, we hope you enjoyed today's edition of Side Hustle Saturday. This episode will be available on our website in the coming weeks. Do check us out again, successinsightpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook and on LinkedIn on our Success Insight Podcast pages and also the podcast channels, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. I think I got them all. We're also on YouTube as well. Lots of ways to enjoy this episode of Side Hustle Saturday and learn about you know how people are making do in this real unusual year we have been having, 2020. That's what I love about this series is people are very creative in how they are making do and surviving. So another great episode from my perspective. I hope you feel the same way. All right, folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there, have a phenomenal day. By the time this episode drops, it will probably be the new year. So we wish you a fantastic 2021. Be safe. Take care of yourselves, your family, practice social distancing, wear your mask. And we will see you on the next Side Hustle Saturday episode in the Success Insight Podcast. Take care now. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.